millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Hilford, joined by Ben Roy Turner. I'm not sick anymore. He's not sick anymore. He's flying. He's doing very well. He's powered by a thing that he's seen and many people have seen, but I've not seen yet. It's a big thing <laughs> that you'll all know about because it's doing the rounds on the old social media and Josh Brown. I'm not sick either. That's it's a good no. t- it's a good time to be on this podcast. We've all uh, <laughs> taken a green herb, green and red herb, herb. and we've revitalized ourselves. I will say that a little free, little little in joke for the boys there. That's okay. We'll get we're gonna we're gonna get around to this stuff because this podcast will be going out on Wednesday, but we're recording on a Monday afternoon. But we do have a whole bunch of questions to get through. But and um, that'll be the second half of the podcast. We thought we'd just dive into what we're playing because I think from next week when Deathloop eventually comes out, it's whatever the fourteenth is, Monday, Tuesday. Um, I think that'll begin the ramp up towards you know every like a main release coming out every sort of few weeks from Kano all the way through to Halo. Um, so we thought we'd do another question and answer podcast, but I wanted to focus on some stuff that we've been playing because Josh, it kind of sounds like you've lost your mind, pal. You went back to Resident Evil 3, bit of the old remake, bit of the old, just couldn't get enough of it. I couldn't get enough of it, man. I've been on uh, everything in the world over the past few days, <laughs> uh, including Resident Evil 3, like you said, because I've all been about on the big... big dip life. It's all about the big dipper. Uh, I've been on a big zombie binge. It feels like I'm 15 again. Like I've been going <laughs> through films like Return of the Living Dead and um, Land of the Dead and playing Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil 3 and State of Decay 2, which I'll also get to. But yeah, I wanted to go back to Resident <laughs> Evil 3 specifically um, because that was one, and I've made no secret of this on these podcasts and in videos that I was incredibly disappointed by at the time. Same. So I kind of wanted to go into it with um, a fresh perspective, different different expectations and see if it was any better and it was and it wasn't i am pleased to say it taken on its own i think it's incredibly solid but at the same time it very much still feels like an expansion pack to resident evil 2 remake and i can't (laughs) quite get over that hurdle but i will concede i was slightly wrong the first time around it's not an outright bad game but i still think it's a disappointing game well, that was kind of my thing. I mean, I, I was mostly the same as you. I just thought it was so short, but I love Jill Valentine in it. I quite enjoyed the Nemesis fights, but I thought that I got a bit sick of like the standard Resident Evil thing of like big dude comes at you, you sort of shamble past them and rotate and shoot back. And I was like, I kind of wish there was a bit more to those fights overall. But um, Benroy, have you gone? I know you, I think you 100% the deal. You went back through it a few times to like try and get everything. I haven't actually gone back since I beat it into the ground into submission and just played <laughs> over and over again. Um, but it's funny, uh, if you, I don't know if there's a, the, the what culture law out there. When Josh was going back through the Metal Gear games a few years ago, I was going through the Resident Evil games. And now something happened and space and time and the moon is aligned. And now I'm doing the Metal Gear stuff and Josh is doing the Resident <laughs> Evil. So it's messing my brain up, but 
I haven't played that since uh, played it for review with um, Jules. Like, was it last? Mm. It was last year sometime before As the Dark Time started. And I feel that that game, uh, I've not come to dislike it more, but the fact that it was they t- they took down the they took out the most important part of that game which is the clock tower and the whole like they just threw it into a cutscene rather than having like this epic standoff and mm-hmm. they deal with other things and it's a bit unforgivable on that point they took out the grave digger a giant worm uh, so that it makes me sad for when they get to code veronica remake and then are they going to take the gulp worm out are they just going to ruin that game as well just like what's why do they hate big worms but for me <laughs> i still like that game i think it holds up it's just short as heck and now that i have all the unlimited stuff i just run through that and squish everything in that game i think it's a it's a good run like i think it's a good sort of if you can get it like on a budget price i think it's pretty solid um but like overall yeah josh you said you played a lot of state of decay as well which i every every now and then me and ben royal say you should play this you should play this and then when you messaged our group chat saying i'm gonna play state of decay lads and i i couldn't never in a million years would i have bet that i would never have got that well ever it's always been one that's been on my radar yeah, because it's essentially my perfect game from when I was 16. When I was 16, I didn't want anything more than I wanted a zombie game where you go out and scavenge and come back and kind of like build your defenses and, mm. you know, meet survivors, bring them back. Essentially just live day in, day out a zombie apocalypse. Like that was literally, I had dreams about this game when I was younger <laughs> and State of Decay 1 kind of made by and I always wanted to get State of Decay 2, but as I'm sure you guys know more than I do, um, State of Decay 2 when it released wasn't particularly well received. You know, there was lots of bugs, lots of technical mm. issues. And um, a lot of people just said it wasn't, you know, very polished. Now though, it has this lovely... Um, X, Series X um, update where it plays in 60 frames per second. It's well bug-free from my experience. So I thought, now is the time to jump in. Now I've got an X, and I did. And I had a lovely seven hours or so with it, which I know is just <laughs> scratching the surface. And it did give me everything I wanted. I have some great stories, even from that tiny little pool of things that just happen in Prompto, right? Like, you know, when your characters go out, they get killed, you have to go in and like search for them. Things were happening like that, that I kept kind of blowing me away a little bit but the fact of the matter is it's such an overwhelming game Mm. that i just don't think i'm going to play it anymore because it throws so much at you in those early hours and i'm kind of staring down the barrel of it really intimidated by it thinking this is cool but do i have 100 hours to set aside to play it to get the most out of it and i decided right now i just kind of don't I think that was my thing was, I remember that, like, I always did the same thing back in the day where you play like a chunk of it and go, this is brilliant. I love the different like gameplay loops, the different sort of structural management loops and all that kind of thing. But at some point I burned out on it. Benway, did you get, and is there, are there even credits in that game? Did you get anywhere close to them? I, um, I really can't remember how much we got through. I know we played a fair chunk of it, but the thing is I played it like i think you the same as you scott when it mm. when it was still kind of on fire where if you drove too <laughs> fast through one settlement into another the game would almost rip apart you'd fall through the world and then reconstitute somewhere else in the galaxy yeah. and like other things like too many zombies would burn it out and it i played it in the rough times and then when we finally me and my friends moved on from it uh, I've never kind of gone back and mm. if I was going to go back to it, it would have been in the video game summer holidays we've just been during in, which are coming to a close as of like next week mm-hmm. but yeah it, it's one of those ones that I guess it will have to come back around next time there's a gap in my sort of like multiplayer schedule it's not something I'm going to play alone if I did it would be because I would just want to get through an audiobook or something like that but right, right. for me I've kind of had my time being there and now it's just time to 
move on but i did for what i played with it like josh like just just let me just live in the world of zombies and fight some zombies and just let me be around some zombies for a bit but then let me turn the game off afterwards i'll see that whole i like that whole thing because i feel like state of decay deserves to have this like massive fan base and it does it definitely has like enough of a like a cult following kind of thing but i like those mechanics of like even when you turn it off you're like going to sleep in the game and then you might get raided in between play sessions and i like the idea of that but then there is also the reality of you come back like a week later and you've just lost a whole bunch of items like, i get that that can be super annoying but it feels like there's a good foundation there for them to maybe do something in it, like state of decay 3 um speaking of a good of a lovely seven hours though i've almost no reason at all played black ops 2 to completion just sat down played i don't know what i don't even know what started it josh do you remember i said something that said to you i was like, i'm gonna get black ops 2 but i don't know why i don't know why i did that it's because you lost your mind like I that's done. what happens every single time you come to me like i don't know <laughs> what kicked it off i think we were talking just kind of like about cod campaigns i think we had a discussion mm. about kind of like you know the cod weekend you know with vanguard um, being announced and stuff. we were talking about that and we were talking about like the ones that we never got to or i couldn't remember well and i remember mm. just being like i don't know i said something like you know black ops 2 had a good campaign but i can't remember anything from it i just remember well, like... enjoying it and then you for some reason went out and bought it and played the campaign <laughs> while you were playing all of this other mad stuff i don't know how you got to that point but i'm pleased you did look sometimes you just need to juggle dodgeball academia saints row 4 and black ops 2 it's just something that you need to do at some point in life but black ops 2 like as i was playing through i love that campaign i feel like that is the most because I feel like a lot of people don't give it its due. Like we think about futuristic Call of Duties and it's advanced warfare. It's obviously infinite warfare and Black Ops 2, like obviously landed solid enough at the time, but it's Black Ops 1 that always gets held up as the best Call of Duty campaign, all the number stuff, all the Mason stuff. And I feel like 2 is a really fun extrapolation of that. Like there's like eight different endings and all these different ways that it branches. I know this is like old news for a lot of people, but like if you, for whatever reason, skipped out on Black Ops 2 in the that mad rush of the modern warfares and then Black Ops and then modern warfare 3 and then back to Black Ops 2 and you were like, like like I was at the time going like this is a lot of Call of Duty I'm going to take a break for a bit and um, the way that campaign is structured I feel like is incredible and I feel like they should do something way more like that overall um, like just the fact that there are like sort of four or five main choices like do you want to kill this character do you want to arrest this character or let someone else go but then there's all like there are lots of other things where you don't even realize that something some person that you just shot during a mission is actually like mission critical to one of the endings and that's the thing that you get saved up later and so, yeah, I would totally recommend. And then, again, it's on Series X. It was the, like, 4K60 upgrade with auto HDR stuff um, that made it look very, very good. Um, I would still totally recommend a Black Ops 2 session at some point uh, if you've not, like, played that game. But it's now kind of making me want to do Advanced Warfare again and then Infinite Warfare again, <laughs> which Advanced Warfare was good. I mean, like, Advanced minus... Warfare was my favorite <laughs> of the um, the new era for specific reasons of, like, one of my previous actors in the mm -hmm. game. And all the themes is like, I'm just playing House of Cards. This is great. Well, that was exactly where they got, you know, him who yeah. shall not be named. And like, go and, I imagine now if you go back, it was, I mean, at the time it was just him channeling his character from House of Cards, whose name I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, and yeah like, Frank Underwood. But I wonder how that would come across now. Like, mm. I've only watched like a film or two since then. So I don't, it, it'll be it's a true. weird one. But I remember the movement in that game to just jump all over your point. Like, I love, <laughs> I love whenever I can do a dash or just like, go a bit more forward in air uh, mm -hmm. so that's just that simple addition of a bit more better, a bit better movement or a bit more like control as you're going along uh, did it for me it's yeah made it a solid entry no same i mean as well in um, black ops 2 there's a whole like series of side missions you do one of them as part of the main campaign but then you get like three other optional ones where you're looking after through like a tactical view like groups of, it's like a group of soldiers uh, like a robot uh, dog thing different mech thing you're jumping between them like you're like zooming across and like embodying different ai as you try and like um, make sure that you're looking after these different points on a map 
that is so Battlefield 2. And I feel like <laughs> no one says that. Like, every, I'm someone who loves Battlefield 2. Give me a whole squad of soldiers and let me, like, zoom into them all so I'm, like, advancing as one, but I'm playing as this whole group. And I feel like that's a mechanic that, you know, it's in, like, Band of Brothers. Well, I guess you get to command them in Band of Brothers, but it's kind of that hybridized, like, XCOM-style mentality, but, like, done in first person. And I just was like, in Battlefield 2's case, I was like, why don't more shooters do this? Black Ops 2 absolutely does that. Like that, the campaign missions that are like all micromanaging and stuff. I just sat back going like, this is brilliant. They should have fleshed this out so much more. Like that should be like a whole separate release or something. Those Black Ops, no, those Black Ops games, like mm. they got really experimental in their like campaigns. And I don't, mm. don't think they get the credit for doing that because I think Black Ops 3's campaign <laughs> felt a bit for being so ambitious, you know? Yeah. But in 2, yeah, they made all of these strides that Call of Duty just hadn't touched before, you know? I like the previous Call of Duty campaigns, of course. Mm. You know, I love Call of Duty 4, I love Black Ops 1, but um, they never got really experimental in their structure like Black Ops 2 did by introducing things like side missions, alternate endings, you know, choices into the experience. And it's weird that they didn't kind of capitalize on that as much as they did. You know, I feel like the closest to Black Ops 2 is Infinite Warfare. Like that also included mm. side missions and other things you could do around your little hub. But even that wasn't as robust as 2 was. And it kind of, it's kind of like they flirted with it and then decided, nah, people maybe don't want that in our Call of Duty games. We'll go back to the more scripted stuff. But mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, the ambition of it, I always thought that was really interesting. Even if the only actual mission I can remember from it is the one where you're on a hall that's all I can remember in the past. <laughs> it was quite cool, but that's it's a very good yet. mission to be honest. Um, we'll also say that um, didn't realize Michael Rooker is his main character throughout the entire campaign. If you're a Michael Rooker fan, if you like um, uh, Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy, um, he's in that whole thing. Merle from The Walking Dead. Merle from The Walking yeah. Dead, and uh, Julian Sands. If you like 24 season six, I think that's the right season that Julian Sands was in. He's a very snivelly, um, just like tough style. Uh, upper class English villain man, and he's in he's in Black Ops Two as well. So I I had a lovely time with Black Ops Two. If you're looking to plug a gap, an eight to sort of seven to eight hour gap, and you want to have a, a nice Call of Duty uh, campaign, I'd recommend that wholeheartedly. And um, Ben Roy, the game that you've been lost in is Metal Gear Solid Four, one of the <laughs> finest movies ever made. To be honest, yes, I I just detour a bit. Like there's a journey, so I went through the Splinter Cells, I'm going through them, and I finished Chaos Fury, and I was like, well, Metal Gear's right around the corner, and also. <laughs> I don't know if I've mentioned on the pod, but I played Ascent with my friends, the Ascent. It nice. was on Xbox, uh, uh, I was call it, on Xbox Live, on Game Pass. Yeah. I'd say after a while, though, not feeling it. I think that game probably got a bit too much love. It, it burns out a bit. I think it's, like, awesome, but you do only do <laughs> one thing for, like, 10 hours. Yeah, there's things like the quick, just things like being able to quick travel, like, it's just all over the place and getting there, mm. and the game fell apart, and unless you demands never to be shown tutorials again the game's going to tell you how to like press a button in the menu every time you load that game up and it's not even just a quick it's just hold b and get out of it <laughs> just some rage in there but uh, yeah metal gear solid 4 one of the best movies ever made in a digital <laughs> form uh shall we say mm -hmm. but um i'm ending my metal gear solid journey as i've been going through i i, I don't know what brought this on but uh, no, I'm not going to plan this game because it's like eight playthroughs and it's oh. I just don't have time. Video game summer holidays are over now. I played Metal Gear 2 for like <laughs> nine playthroughs this year and all that. So I just can't do it. But this game, I never played it in the past. I've never watched it at a friend's house and watched it online and mm. like on YouTube. And so I actually jumping into it is like it's something an experience that I thought I wouldn't ever get because being a kid and like 
having to settle for an Xbox 360 because that's like a hundred pounds cheaper than a fat PS3 back in the day. And your mum's like, well, you can have that or nothing. Well, well I, I need <laughs> something. storm or nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I need something. So playing that, it just it's mad how... I, I could only imagine how a full game of like the stealth in that game would be because it feels like very sort of like guided and because uh, it is very linear experience. Mm. It's almost like at points I want to get through the game to get to more of just watching the game in that weird respect. And I love just the messing about with either these like elite frog unit boys that come in like <laughs> in a little bit, uh, boys and girls, I should say. And then like you meet, uh, just find out things like the, the, the origins of I'm putting myself guy and stuff like that. And just <laughs> just Johnny Suzaki is his name. Yeah. And every time I go to Drebin's shop and that little monkey goes, <laughs> and it just gets me every time. And I cry a little bit. I don't, you stupid idiot. Kojima. I love the <laughs> fact that Kojima was like, I want to do a little monkey in a nappy drinking a can of Coke every single Begging time. for a cigarette. Like always like, <laughs> like really begging. He really wants it. And, and so they go to get a drip. It's like, don't you, don't you dare do that. Like, no, no smoking for the little monkey. Oh, Metal Gear 4, I mean, it's it's it has the world record of the most cutscene length in a video game. I think it's eight hours in total. And I don't yeah. know if you... Because did you get all the way through it? Have you finished it? Oh, where am I? At the moment, I Not have just... just um, I've done a thing. I've beaten Laughing Octopus. I've mm -hmm. just done that. And then I've had um, Raiden on the phone to me going, all right, mate, but I know what's coming with Raiden Radden where... Right. Yeah, it's that big fight with the sword in his mouth and stuff. So I'm looking forward to getting through that. But yeah, I just don't do know. You, do you know a certain... Like... I've seen the whole game. I know exactly okay. everything that happens. But um, I'm trying to... I, it's a 100-year-old game, but I was trying not to be specific for anyone who's listening and watching mm. wants to play that at some point. Because it's on um, uh, PS Now. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a PS3, you can play there. But I'd warn you to stand that controller because throughout one of those cutscenes, it will just... <laughs> Because it doesn't matter if you're watching a cutscene, it will just kill it. The game. That's why I bought it on disc for PS3. Because I, I can't have any of this business here. I just need to go through that, it. On PS now, that's if it dips connection at all, like it, it just drops out. If you just don't touch the controller for a little bit, the game uh... games will just kill themselves. So like, I would one time <laughs> I left Metal Gear Solid Two paused, went into the other room, came back, hadn't saved for like an hour or two, just Ooh. just shut off in it, just so. Ooh. And I and it did it through a cutscene at one point because I was going through it again. So, but yeah, Metal Gear Solid Four. It's just so nice to have this game in my life and playing it as I end uh, the summer holiday of games. But the <laughs> bad thing about this game, it's not a bad thing, but I'm gonna play for Metal Gear Solid Five after this is happening. I'm, <laughs> I can't game. believe I've downloaded it and I checked my trophies. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss.
Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. And I did the hard ones, like deactivate. I've deactivated nukes and done all that sort of stuff. So I've just got some cleanup there. So oh, gonna get gonna get an audiobook going in my ears. Probably gonna listen to a Metro audiobook while playing Metal Gear and just blend all the universes together like a sadist. And also a game that I'll be playing Trigger Witch. That's a good game. <laughs> How did you end up playing Trigger Witch? I just I just wanted something sort of a simple top down shooter with a bit mm. of charm to it and. It's basically just witches, like, oh, and magic's a bit old now, we're giving up. So all these witches just with assault rifles instead, taking on the forces of darkness. And the, this twist boss in that game is one of the weirdest twist boss, bosses I've ever seen. And if you're not going to play it, go and search what happens, because <laughs> just some stuff happens at the end. Like, what? Did I just blink and miss 20 hours or something? <laughs> it sounds interesting. I've definitely heard of Trigger Witch, but I haven't um, I haven't bought it or anything. But I mean, I I, I don't want to... The, the Poisoned Mind speaks truth. I watched all the Alien movies. I watched Alien 3. I watched Alien Resurrection. I bought Alien vs. Predator um, to play yes. from 2010. And it hasn't arrived yet, but I think that's going to be... I'm going to close out this summer of games by just going full poison, full, like, mad... Let me just... That and the darkness I've ordered. So why not? Objection. A slight objection here. You say, <laughs> Scott Taylor, but you've watched all of the Alien movies and yes. yet have omitted the best ones in Alien Covenant and Prometheus. Is yeah. awesome. the, the, the trick there is that they're not Alien movies. That's not. <laughs> I that's watched not a it. Thing. One of them is called Alien Covenant, and I watched them the weekend know. before my child. So you are missing out. They're... Get those demon slugs down your throat like in Prometheus, <laughs> and let's go. A xenomorph fit in the last twenty minutes of Alien Covenant, and the lies that was that movie's marketing you campaign. You don't see the alien in Alien for the most of the movie. <laughs> it's about an alien, though, isn't it? And there's a little tiny one, and they're going to investigate. I, I can't. I can't watch those movies again. I watched Prometheus <laughs> and Covenant. I can't do all that stuff again. Oh, um, 
Mm. Look, Scott, just let yes. me do the fingering and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> if I could remember the rest of that quote, I mean, yeah, it's some hardcore flute action in, uh, in Alien Covenant. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that rounds out the stuff that we're playing at the minute. Next week will be new titles, I think, although we'll see because next it's, it'll be next Monday. So that'll be the week that things kick off. Um, but we'll do a few questions because we got a good few uh, last week as well. Um, so first question from Matthias Grimm, who says, what game do you believe got overlooked or otherwise ignored that was actually a pretty good experience if people would give it a shot? For example, Battleborn. Now, Battleborn is a hell of a shout for this. I still I still have that in the um, in the cellophane wrapping because we got sent one and I never touched it. Uh-huh. But, um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have anything that um, comes to mind. I was going to say Black Ops 2, but it's I feel like that is something that... Because in my mind, Black Ops Two is in the shadow of Black Ops One, and in the like in the Black Ops series overall is underneath Modern Warfare. So I'm like, well, like that's really good. But then when you start googling Black Ops Two, obviously it did have its day in the sun. It's just for whatever reason I missed it. But yeah, I'm gonna say Wolfenstein Youngblood because everyone raves mm. about uh, the New Order, and then the um, New Colossus isn't as well received some, mm-hmm. for some parts of it. But the the not young blood. So it says young blood. Oh my god! Sorry, the old blood. If I said the young blood, I, I was going to say. Old, I was going to say because I'm an I'm an idiot for that. No, it, <laughs> I'm I'm not going to wear that game because it's a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but um, the old blood. I just I was going back through some uh, Wolfenstein binge. I like watching some YouTube sort of like chats about it, and I'm going to play Wolfenstein: The New Order again at some point, and the other one before the new one comes out. But the the old blood is just such a love letter to return to Castle Wolfenstein mm. and just going into Castle Wolfenstein and going for like a, some sort of zombie shooter again. And people were like, oh, it's zombies. But this is like where Wolfenstein came from. You need to understand that they're sort of like, they've never really truly rebooted the games, but they pseudo sort of brought it back. And mm. you get to find more out about like Death's Head and everyone else around it and just... I'm never going to probably get my Wolfenstein. Re- I mean, maybe Phil just pulls it out one day, but I mean, we're finally hopefully getting uh, Alan Wake to PS5 mm, yes. soon, which, mm-hmm. and I'm going to plan them that piece. Of, <laughs> you can, you, <laughs> but yeah, that Wolfenstein, old, the old blood for me is mm-hmm. probably one that, and it's, it was like a semi DLC thing. Check it out. It's probably pretty cheap. I would um, throw in Dodgeball Academia because it's quite new, but I just feel like it was funny. I've just I finished that game on the weekend as well. Going through that game and looking at the every time you hit the end of one of the episodes, there's eight episodes in total. The percentage on Xbox for how many people had it was just falling off a cliff. Like only 5% of people have completed the last episode. And I was just like, you can tell that like, because it was like 30, 40% for the first couple. So people must be giving it a shot and then not keeping going. Um, but Dodgeball Academia is just a brilliant RPG with really tight arcade combat and lovely art style great soundtrack i honestly love it i think it lulls a bit in the middle it gets a bit too fetch questy of just every character being like oh the thing you need is run the other side of the map and you go back and forward a few times but overall that game is easily one of the most recommendable games of the year um and for me it's in my top five definitely top 10 of the games of the year um so dodge black academy for me jb do you have anything to throw in um, carrying on on um, Roy's Bethesda love in there, I'm mm. going to have to recommend The Evil Within 2 and The Evil Within 1, I guess, oh, just because sure. I'm playing so much Resident Evil that it's got me just ravenous to go back to those games. And I'm not going to do it now because the gaming summer holidays are indeed coming to an end. <laughs> but when it comes to Halloween time, I'm going to go back through the second because I absolutely love that. I think it's one of the best survival horror games um, just of the past 10 years. For mm. my money, I even like it more than Resident Evil 2 Remake and that's how good it is. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I know. I'm I like you it a quite face. a lot. I'm probably not there with you on that point, but I, I had to. Comp- I, I had it's to... very much up there. Like, I, I had to genuinely compute that. I was did 
I thought I was. Well, I couldn't actually believe you said that. That took me a minute there. Good. I know. I mean, it's it's one of those takes because I've not played Evil Within two <laughs> since it came out. So it's one of those takes that I might play Evil Within two again and you know decide I was wrong. But <laughs> good feeling. I love the open world elements in Evil Within two. I think it's visually um, more imaginative than Resident Evil two. I feel like for me, for my personal tastes of horror, it hits more of the um, kind of like surreal beats that you get in like you know a, a David Lynch movie for. For instance or something more wacky so i love that i'm going to play <laughs> evil within one because i didn't actually like that so much when it first came out i thought it was all right but i didn't love it so i want to see are how that holds up gonna turn right, the right. black bars off are you gonna turn the letterboxd <laughs> off when you unplay it this time because you can now you probably passed I it in do, you yeah. know i might just go completely insane and turn the letterboxd option off in number one and i might play the second one in first person because they patched that in out uh. of nowhere so I might just go nuts. So yeah, those two. And I also have one more. Oh yes, sorry, just very quickly. Medal yeah. of Honor Airborne. I've been playing that. Ah, that game absolutely rocks. That's, it does. that's such a good first person World War II shooter yeah. uh, and would definitely shout that out. That completely got overlooked at the time for being completely out of date because the modern military boom was in, in full swing and nobody gave Medal of Honor Airborne any attention, but that's on Game Pass and that uh, is, that, is cool going back to. That game as well is one of the first, like that and I think Killzone 2 have that really cool aiming thing where you hold the left trigger and then move the stick and you can like aim up in a round cover like yeah. i love that i wish that was in way more stuff like it lets you do blind firing and things like that and i love the way that you deploy on the map and pick anywhere you want to go but you're all pushing towards like a certain point i just feel like medal of honor airborne is might be the most That's overlooked PS2, right yeah no it's, it's uh no 360, 360. PS3. Yeah. yeah ps3 but like just like, one of the most I overlooked like world war shooters ever it's just yeah man that go play medal of honor airborne that that's what a game josh brown uh, it's a good pick um <laughs> next question from david dixon a question about the resident evil movie casting um personally think kaya scordelario will make a great claire redfield um who would you guys have cast in the main roles if it was up to you uh for example i'd love to see michael fassbender as albert wesker that's a hell of a shout to be fair that's a hell of a shout I'm sure Ben Royce thought about this much more than I am. I'm going to need a minute to think through the old brain box. <laughs> this is, this is um, I'm just consumed by Fassbender as uh, Wesker at this point, and I can't think of anyone else in modern cinema that could even like go near it. As you can tell, I'm sort of vamping because I can't think of anything right now, and I'm sort of really fretting, like, oh, who could be, could, could I just have like, I don't know, could we just go really out there and have Nicolas Cage as one of the dogs that jump through a window? <laughs> you could do. <laughs> a cage face. I mean, Wait. it's like, because the, the roles that they've gone for, I forget the names of the two people that they put out as Leon and uh, Claire, but they're, they're going for sort of relative no-namers, like they want to try and build people up. And I feel like, I don't know, Resident Evil is so campy and cheesy that I don't know who you would get that actually be able to embody that energy. I think that like West, um, Michael Fassbender would be an awesome Wesker, but only for the maniacal side. I don't know if like Fassbender could do a more sort of over-the-top, teleporting-everywhere-style version. But then again, maybe I'm just channeling the one that was in the Mia Jovovich movies. Colin Salmon could be a good Wesker. That's why I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just get Colin Salmon back in all the roles. Have it be, you know, you just make him play everything like he's mm. Peter Sellers or something. Uh, for me, going back to Resident Evil 6 very briefly, earlier last week and watching some of the cutscenes, um, I was looking at Leon in particular, and I've mm. also been re-watching Supernatural because I've lost my mind. Um, Leon, I think, in that game especially, could be played by Jensen Ackles, who plays Shout. Dean in Supernatural. If you gave him a bit shaggy hair, he's kind of got the jawline in there. Oh, Maybe he's a bit good. too gruff, but I feel like he might work. 
I wonder if you know if it was a few years ago. I feel like you get a bit like a younger version, like then. Yeah. Maybe I feel like now he's maybe a little bit too old. But yeah. then again, I yeah I don't know. I don't know which well, who you'd get for Chris Redfield or whether you would do like meat-headed Chris Redfield. To be honest, I might even give Chris Redfield to Dwayne the Rock Johnson and just embody the <laughs> Resident Evil Five Six gun toting shooting the zombies energy. I mean, my problem is, is I can't think of any young actors. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, man, Timothy Chalamet was- doing Resident <laughs> Evil Two. Um, Leon, just yeah. go nuts with that. Anyone like, with like a fringe, you can go. pull off a fringe, Timmy Chalamet, yeah. but get him in. Um, yeah, but, but basically, at this point, we might as well, unless you can answer better in the comments, you might as well write off any criticism of the Resident Evil movie because clearly we can't do any better. So, the, the uh, one that they've done, Wesker, go on. just bring in Sam Jackson, just why not? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah sure. they're channeling Nick Fury. Yeah, I guess I would take that. <laughs> Um, next question from Tim. This is for the Entitled Banner podcast, which I might revisit with Jules on Friday. But um, have you guys ever got so addicted to one single game that it interferes with your ability to try and play anything else every time you turn your console on? I currently have this problem with the gaming crack that is Spelunky 2. Now, I thought of this because both you guys make a point of uh, finishing stuff, whereas I will delete things and will move on if I don't need to review them or I don't have the investment for it. I refuse to be a slave to the game, so I'll delete it. Um, a slave to the grind, as Skid Row once said. Whereas you guys will, you'll make a point of getting through stuff. And I know that Days Gone held Josh, ho- Josh, Josh hostage for like a month. So, it yeah. really <laughs> did. It really did, man. Days Gone. It, I, every time I thought I'd put that game down, I just realized I hadn't. Even when I put it down <laughs> for two weeks, which is usually usually a cutoff point for me. Like two mm. weeks, if I put you down, it's going to be rare. I go back to you, but I had to go back to it. And um, a recent one for me was Hollow Knight because I only mm. wanted to play that game through to its regular ending. I wasn't going to do its um, fancy ultimate ending. I was like, right, I just want to get the taste of it. I want to explore, do that. And I got to the, you know, the main boss, quote unquote, and I beat it, put it down, thought, that's cool. Watched all the video essays on it, got up, caught up in all the content and then went to play something else the day after. And I thought, I'm not done with this anymore. So I thought I'll go back and just explore the areas that I didn't get to, like the secret areas. So I went mm. back, did the secret areas, put it down, thought, right, now I'm done. Woke up the next day, thought, you know what? I probably should beat the final boss. I've come this far. So then played it through again for another seven hours or something, doing all of the other side stuff. So that was a game that I just couldn't quit, even when I thought I was done three times. Mm-hmm. Um I just wasn't, and I had to get it out of my system. I've got to throw in cutting it off. Just, uh, just casual stuff because it's like if I, if any skate game is installed on my Xbox, I will play like an hour of skate. Uh, even if I'm on the way to something else, I've got to do a few little tricks on skate because it's so easy to just get lost in that thing. Same with Knockout City, same with Rocket League, and at the minute, same with Call of Duty, just because they're installed. I was back on Block Ops 2's multiplayer because just <laughs> I'm just that ill, but uh, it had to be done. But Benroy, what's your, uh, which game dominates your life? I, <clears throat> I've got uh, a mixture, an older one, which I'm sort of broken free from now, but uh, PUBG, I have played uh, <laughs> at least three times. I have played, I have sat there for 12 hours with a friend and we have just played for 12 hours. I'm not even joking, for 12 hours <laughs> without really moving because that game took me over for several years. Mm-hmm. But recently this one, uh, I, so I didn't buy a PlayStation 3 for this, but I just happened to have one. So it's convenient. And then I just bought it because I played Metal Gear 2 on PS Now and I've run it about this before. And I'll keep this quick. But the only way I could finish off that last damn VR, those VR missions is by buying just playing it on PS3. So I bought, even though I spent like probably £100 off of PS Now every month, just rent, mm-hmm. just playing PS Now, I bought it on disc. I was like, no, I just need it out of my life. And I went back to it and I, 
I beat it. So what was like a trophy bug that only would work on the pressure version? So you can't do pressure sensitive buttons on do the DualShock 4 or 5 uh... or with the DualSense, sorry. So and only on DualShock 3. Mm-hmm. And because of the latency between PS Now as well, it's pretty much inv- impossible on PS Now. So I had to, fa- thankfully, I could transfer my saves over and just, and <laughs> I, that was one of the, I, I almost wanted to call my friend and cry because I couldn't believe that transferring had saved my life in we, 2021. I remember that as well. We need to do a uh, maybe, maybe a new show when we get back to the studio called When Trophy Hunters Go Mad or When They Go Too Far <laughs> or the, the uh, lengths that you went to to get 100%. Then, like, but yeah, that was that was my white whale this year. And it, I, I couldn't put 80 hours, over 80 hours into just, just the VR missions, let alone playing the campaign for 40 hours or something like that. Mm. I couldn't let it go and I needed it and I got it. <laughs> that is fair um, next question from Nate Drake where do you guys currently land on remasters right now unless a game has a remake like Resident Evil 2 or Final Fantasy 7 then I'm going to give remasters a miss uh, the nostalgia was getting me hyped but now it just seems like they will remaster anything I think we answered this on uh, Friday's show but um, let's revisit it I don't know if you guys... uh, Alan Wake Alan Wake yes, Alan Wake. to PlayStation remastered so give it to me like, if it's a game I love give it to me if it's uh, the weather it's, it really comes down <laughs> to my personal opinion like but I think that's probably the same for us all. Mine's just access points. Just, just let me access the. I just want. I, I want a Max Payne trilogy. I think I said this again. I think I said this on Friday. But why is there not a Max Payne trilogy? Why is that not a thing? Why can't I just play Max Payne three without plugging in my Xbox three hundred and sixty and everything? I'm bad for it, man. Like I'll buy any any remasters that <laughs> interest me. Um, I want I want the best version of anything, even if those upgrades are minuscule. I just I can't get it out of my head that I'm not playing the best version mm. of it. So that's how I'll revisit it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sick. I'm a sick man and don't listen to me, <laughs> but I am fully here for them and will buy everything that I love numerous times, it seems. I will if it's if it's worth it, yeah. I bought a PS3 for Splinter Cell Remastered Trilogy because I'd never played it remastered and I didn't play it since the PS2. So I am also sick. I spent £100 just to play an old game. Is that not a damning indictment on the lack of access points to these games, though? You've got to go out and seek out entire consoles to be able it's to ridiculous. play this stuff. Why, it is kind of crazy. Why can't you play all the Metal Gear Solids natively on PlayStation 4 and 5? Yeah. Why can't you play Splinter Cells nat- natively? We've said this. Why, why, why make us wait when we want to give you coins? Yeah, it's why why like... is Max Payne 1 on PS4 and all that, but not 2 or 3, as you said, Scott? Yeah, and also the version that's on there is like the old console one, not the actually up remastered version that Rockstar put out on only phones. But there is a <laughs> HD version of Max Payne that runs faster and has a whole bunch of different slider options that you can get on a phone, but you can't get it on any of the consoles. So it's like, it'd be right there to just put it on. Um, but yeah, not to worry. Thanks, everybody, for sending in their various questions. We do have a few more that we might carry over to next week. We'll see what happens in the world of gaming because we've got the PlayStation thing on Thursday night. So we'll see what happens for the rest of this week. And for now, though, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tailford, joined by Ben Roy Turner. I have nothing weird to say. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh Brown. Goodbye. Sorry for being on a delay. I feel like I've been in, in the past. I've been, been five minutes time looping around because I've got some weird delay. And I'm sorry. Well, it was 2021. It's the year of the time loop. So don't worry about it. But we'll catch all of you next week. Bye-bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.